Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Early Retirement Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking, considering there's only a few days left until it is 2023, about what you need to make sure you check off of your list. And I wanted to put this podcast out a little bit sooner because I know this is really getting down to the time crunch here, but I had a few other things I wanted to make sure I got out. So once again, apologies on that, but I hope this still gives you time to review to make sure that at a very minimum, you're able to take care of these things. Once again, I'm your host, Ari Tal believe, and I love what I get to do. I get to help people retire early. If this show has been helpful at all, I kindly ask that you rate and review it. And if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel already, I've been asking strangers about money, about how do you feel about retirement? What helped you retire? What are some of the best strategies that you would tell other people who have retired? So what about people who want to retire? All of those are the questions that I've been asking. So make sure to check that out on YouTube. In addition to that, once again, I kindly ask, I love that podcasts are free. If this has been helpful, once again, I love what I get to do. I want to know as many people as possible who got to retire early, and I love getting to help people do that. So please share this with a friend or family member. It's more fun to retire with them. Um, Let's hop right into the list, which is number one, did you max out your retirement contributions? Not saying you need to, but did you at least consider or did you max them out? In 2022, you can put away 20500 Now, please know in 2023, this is going to be 22500 in your 401k or employer-sponsored plan. And you can put in an extra 6500 in catch-up contributions if you are at least 50 years old. So that means you could put in $27,000. That's going to increase next year. So you can put in an extra $7,500, not $6,500, but $7,500. That's going to be the catch-up contribution for next year. If you don't have a workplace plan, that's totally fine. You may still be able to put away up to $6,500 into a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. Make sure you are below, of course, those income limits for Roth IRAs, but that's what you need to think about. If, for example, you are self-employed, your limits are higher. You can put up to 61000 for 2022, which is going to be 66000 for 2023, or 25% of your income, whichever is less. Maybe you have a SEP IRA, and that's applying to you. Maybe you don't, in which case, totally fine. Um, but if you don't, please know that there's still time to set one up and take advantage of those tax benefits if you are self-employed. Consider converting to a Roth IRA. That's number two here, which is with retirement income, it makes sense to have a good mix of both traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs. I've explained this many times, but before I even became a planner, I was working at Nuveen Investments where I specialize in creating tax-free income. And it is common for people to go, Ari, I want everything tax-free. And yes, I do too. I want you to have everything tax-free, but at what cost? At what point does it not make sense to convert? Because I've done amazing podcast episodes, not because I'm amazing. Um, I've done episodes where I told people about the amazing ability of Roth conversions. And they said, Ari, it was so helpful. I converted all of this money and great, but I don't want you to convert so much money that you're paying unnecessary taxes today. And at which point it's really defeating the purpose of a conversion. The goal here is not to eliminate RMDs. The goal here, by the way, RMDs required minimum distributions. The goal here is to how can we manage that really effectively so we don't pay any more taxes, but also youth Roth conversions along the way. So one of the ways that you can do this is by converting funds to a Roth IRA. So look at your tax bracket. Does it make sense after you crunch the numbers 
to convert some assets, fill up a certain tax bracket, knowing where you're going to be in the future. This is one of those times where Roth conversions, you want to do that before the end of the year. Number three, make sure to offset any capital gains with capital losses. It's been a tough year. And so with tax loss harvesting, it's a very fancy way of saying, can you sell stocks and funds that have gone down in value to offset any taxes on profits from sales, maybe, um, or any assets you have that have gained value. If you hold your investments outside of any tax favored accounts, or outside of a 401k or Roth IRA, and you've made money by selling some this year, you might be able to lower that tax burden by selling some of those performers that haven't done so hot. Even if you didn't realize a capital gain, you can still realize capital losses, which will lower your ordinary income up to 3000 a year. And by the way, that carries over. So for example, if you want to realize losses up to $20,000. You can only write off $3,000, but $17,000 moves forward. Bottom line, at a very minimum, you want to consider that. Um, Number four here, make sure you're just in the back of your head. You're planning for education expenses, if it's relevant at all to your situation. With a state-based 529 college savings plan, you can give up to $15,000 a year tax-free, and that can help a child. Oftentimes, people don't know this, but if your child, for example, doesn't go to that education or they pursue not decide not to pursue excuse me higher education they can have another child take that on so it's not as if it's absolutely vested in that one child so please know um the maximum by the way if you're lucky enough and you have an extreme windfall and you say you know what i want to snag up to call it five years of gift tax exclusions you can put up to seventy five thousand dollars into a five to nine plan in a single year please know these 529s, they grow tax deferred. So all those withdrawals are federally tax-free when you use them for qualified education costs. Examples, textbooks, tuition, fees, sometimes room and board. It depends. Student loans, a a lifetime maximum of $10,000. But what's more is that many states also offer residents a tax break by contributing. So make sure, depending on your state, that you know, am I getting to take advantage of all of that? I've seen it on tax returns where people have a state they should be able to take a deduction for, and they're not able to do so. So please know with private college I know I went to a private college. The costs are are not cheap. And so please note, 529s, planning for them, end of the year can be a great time to do so, even with those holiday expenses. Um, Number five, make sure you're adequately insured. Have your family grown this year? Did you buy a home? Did you start a business? Make sure you have the coverage in place and no better time to do this than at the end of the year, knowing at the beginning of the year, you don't want to have to think about insurance coverage. You want to put that business or that family or that home or whatever you're doing, you want full steam ahead. Let the end of the year be the time to go, great, I'm going to organize it. Maybe I need a life insurance policy. I want enough support. And how do you calculate that? You determine, God forbid anything happens to me, are the people I want to, to be okay, are they taken care of? And please know, great, so life insurance, that's one step, but do you have enough liability coverage on your home or your car or maybe your assets? Do you need an umbrella policy? You might need extra coverage if you use your home or car for your business. So these are not, the, I'm not saying I want you to go buy unnecessary expenses. No, I want you to be covered very well. And if you declined any extra coverage, such as disability insurance, make sure those decisions still make sense for you for 2023. If not, you still have time to adjust those. If you've heard my episodes on budgeting, you'll know I don't love budgeting in the sense of you need to track line by line every single, no, you don't need to do that. But I do like to do what's called a temperature check for a budget. And by the way, if you want my custom budget and how I help people do it in the custom retirement budget, 
please know. Happy to send that to you. Just send me a message on my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. Submit your question. I'll shoot it right over to you. But what I want you to know regarding the fine-tuned budget and and how do you think about fine-tuning your budget, it's not a a big, lengthy task. I don't want you to be doing that for an hour. I want you to do a temperature check. Does expenses still resonate with how I think I'm spending? Because sometimes you might find, hey, there's excess of a 1000 a month. Or turns out I'm spending an extra 1000 a month that I'm not considering. So not saying go spend a deep dive on this, but just check your accounts. Make sure that everything is still going well. Just a, a quick 5-10 minute temperature check on your budget. Um, number seven here, think about your legacy goals. By the end of the year, it's always a, a nice time, as I think, and my clients tell me this, to think about what's changed and do I have what I need? If you don't have a will, draw one up. If you have one, make sure it's up to date. If you don't have a healthcare proxy to, to make decisions on your behalf, if you're not able to, make sure that's in place. Think about a financial power of attorney, the authority for someone to be able to make decisions for you. And really, you don't have to say, great, I'm submitting it, but start thinking about it and start putting it in place. If you say, yes, I want to be able to make sure I can sleep better at night. If that's not causing you to lose sleep, great, but still at least consider that. So those are seven things to make sure just to consider before the year end, almost call it a a quick financial checklist. Didn't want this episode too long as I know we're all spending time with family at the moment, but I've got some great new plans for 2023 of new types of content, um, new videos like I, I do on YouTube right now, but please know if this has been helpful at all. I love getting to do this. I love helping people retire early. So if you say, this sounds like what I'm looking for, reach out to me. I love getting to help people create that custom strategy. And what it looks like is people reach out. We have a fit call. We determine, do we feel there's potentially a good fit? If not, perfectly fine. We had a conversation. And at a minimum, I'm going to put you in the right direction if I'm not best designed to help. Number two, if we say, yes, this sounds like we're on the right path, what we do is we all we have what's called a discovery meeting, a fancy way of saying a dream meeting where we talk about what's most important to you. And then we end with what we call the presentation where I share my screen and I show you, here's what you're on track for if you don't hire a planner. Here's what you're on track for if you do use some of these other strategies. That way, by the very end of the process, you're very informed and can determine, does this sound like what I'm looking for? Once again, I just feel like I have the best job in the world. So thank you for all who have submitted questions. Thank you for all those who have supported me this year in 2022. It's been an amazing year and 2023 will only be better. See y'all next year. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can go ahead and submit a question that I'll look to answer in a future episode. Thank you all for listening. Please do rate it, review it, and share it with someone who you think would benefit from this information if there's anyone out there that you know. I certainly appreciate it, and I will see you all each week. Hey guys, it's me again. Please be smart about this. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as financial, tax, or legal advice. Consult with your tax preparer or financial advisor before taking any action. This podcast is for informational purposes only.